terribly sorry. That's alright. I was afraid it was iTunes. You won't tell the subscribers, will you? What subscribers? If they catch me once more, they'll boot me out of the ratings even more than I already am. You're the deep voice replacement co-host for the bass and the sax? Oh, that's us. I'm Marsha, and this is Matea. I'm Sugar Kane. I changed it. It used to be Sugar Kwiatkowski. Polish? Yeah, I come from a very podcast-centric family. My mother is a moth guest speaker, and my father was an editor. Mm, where did he edit? On the couch, in his underwear. Oh. I can edit when the mood hits, and I sing too. I don't really have much of a voice, but then it's not much of a podcast either. I'm only here because I'm running away. Running away? For what? Don't get me started on that being loud in bars on a Saturday night, apparently. Want a drink? It's bourbon. Oh, we'll take a rain check. I don't want you to think that I'm a drinker. I could stop anytime I want to. Only I don't want to. Especially when I'm blue. <laughs> we understand. All the hosts drink, but I'm the one who gets caught. That's the story of my life. I always get the fuzzy end of the lollipop. Anyway, see you around, girls. Bye, sugar. We've been hosting the wrong kind of podcast. Down, Marsha! Oh, how about the shape of that liquor cabinet? Ah, forget it. One false move and they'll toss us out of nightcaps at the theater. And there'll be the police and the papers and the mob in Chicago. Oh, boy, would I like to borrow a cup of that sugar. Look, on tonight's episode, no butter, no pastry, and no sugar! What are we watching? Some like it hot! Welcome back, audience. You caught us in the middle of our ooh, our new segment on Nightcaps at the Theater. Summer Lovin' had me a blast where we take a look at summer movies or movies that did box officely well in the summer. Yeah. It's a very broad category. I apologize <laughs> it's a, for that. It's a reach. I just did it so me and Matt can fit our movies <laughs> in and Mark can feel happy about it too. Uh, <laughs> so everybody's a winner here. There we go. But um, I'm Jonathan Kwiatkowski, Bododio, and who am I with? Uh, you are with Matt Cabrera, Walker, Talker, Lover, mm. Stalker. <laughs> ah, damn, that would have been better. He's a walker. He's a talker. <laughs> He's a midnight stalker. Well, uh, I'm your loyal comrade, Mark Zebro Jr. <laughs> No, no one's going to rise for the national anthem. <laughs> I just watched like three hours of Sergei Bondarchuk's War and Peace, so I think if anyone's more Russian in the room, it's well, going to be me. Better than YouTube Rewind. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, maybe that comment's still there. <laughs> oh, that's true. Anyways, we're taking a look at a movie that happens to be my pick tonight, but before we get into it, I left you some hints, eager viewers, last time who were here, and I just want to review those hints with you and maybe offer a little hint or two more Ooh, to get we'll you, need it. you know... Yeah, a little satiated where we are. So the hints were fuzzy lollipops, a bass fiddle, a saxophone, a ukulele, and shell oil. 
Hmm, anything yet? Nothing at all. All right. My next hint is that this is a 1959 film. Oh, fuck it. Black hell. and white. Our Jesus first black and white Christ. movie. Yep. Nothing? Good, good God. My mind, as soon as you went. It's telling me no, but my body's telling me yes. That's true. All those. <laughs> but uh, as soon as I heard black and white in 1956, you said? Nine. Uh, 1959. It's Godzilla. I, yeah. <laughs> no, it's Gojira. Oh, Gojira. <laughs> Uh, that's not racist. That's how he said it. Uh, no, I, no, I, I thought it was the jerk, but uh, no, because the first, the first hints kind of went there. But. No, uh, I don't my, think this is something I would have ever heard of. Oh, I think you would have heard of it. I think so, especially if you played Beautiful Joe. There's a. Well, um, I was I was a child oh, when well, I played. There's a level that. in Beautiful Joe that parodies this uh, huh. film's title. Just so you know. Oh. Okay, I think I, I do up. know what it is. Hold up, I'll give you a few more hints. But oh. I have I, I don't know anything about this movie. That's okay. Yeah. Um, I'll give you a few more hints before you guess. My next hint is Running Wild, Running Free. And it is the film that undoubtedly killed the Hayes Code. The Hayes Code? You don't know what the okay. Hayes Code is? Sorry. It's like the thing that couldn't show sex, bathrooms, toilets on movies. Oh. Thanks to this movie, the Hayes Code I know was what destroyed. This, I know what this is. I hope you do. I know well, what this is. Let's see if you got any guesses. I got a I, I few more hints I'm happy. if it's possible. And I'm happy if I know what this is. I'm happy if you know what it is, too. That means you're finally cultured. We made it. <laughs> good. Good. I'm happy with this. All right. Oh, was that it? I, well, any guesses, Matt? Uh, I don't, I don't know anything about this movie. I just, well, it does have a title that is parodied a lot. I was thinking this before you mentioned that, mm-hmm. but I'm gonna guess some like it hot. And what is your guess, Mark? Psycho. No. Oh, one of you is correct. The film we are watching is some like oh, it hot. Wow. Thank you, beautiful Joe. Yes. <laughs> Damn. Um, Some Like It Hot, starring Marilyn Monroe, you know, who we may nice. know. I didn't even know this was in black and white, wow. honestly. It is black and white. It was not originally filmed in black and white, but due to some clues that I'll give you, or some hints, some teases, hmm. they changed their minds halfway through. Okay. So Some Like It Hot, 1959, camp classic, featuring drag, which is why when we were watching John Waters' Hairspray earlier, I said it's loosely connected to the movie. Oh, uh, yeah. Totally overlooked that. Yeah, we got Tony Curtis and um, uh, what's his name in drag. <laughs> is, is this also the film that kind of featured? Um, remember that movie, My Week with Marilyn? Is this the same movie? Yeah, it probably is. I didn't see that movie, but okay. yeah. If you've ever seen the TV show Smash, this is a feature in that musical. Okay, huh. no, I've. All right. Well, when when you mentioned that we would be drinking, uh, should Manhattan's. we reveal it? Yeah, yeah Ma- we can we reveal it. We would be now. drinking Manhattan's. Manhattan's. I was actually thinking it was going to be Manhattan. No, <laughs> that's why they call it. Manhattan. <laughs> no, not exactly. <laughs> Sorry, Jude Law. Well, some fast facts about this movie. Directed by one of the greats, Billy Wilder, who's known for Some Like It Hot, Double Indemnity, Sunset Boulevard, and Sabrina. I think I watched Double Indemnity. And you better have. It's the best film And Sunset Boulevard. Yeah, for Sunset some... Boulevard, yes. Before we even record or before even, like, like <laughs> even, even Matt came out of the room, I, for some reason, Sunset Boulevard was coming to mind for some reason. It's a movie that I so, would pick. So uh, yeah, I, I'm excited for this. I believe this was number one on like the AFIs oh, or BFIs. We'll get there. Don't worry. Oh, I I'm, I'm excited. Um, the film had a budget of 2.9 million dollars and made 40 million at the box office. Jeez. So I guess you could say this was a box office smash, right, Mark? 
Uh... <laughs> Some Like It Hot opened to critical and commercial success and is today considered to be one of the greatest films of all time. The film received six Academy Award nominations, including Best Actor, Best Director, and Best Adapted Screenplay, only winning for Best Costume Design, Black and White. Aww. It was voted as the top comedy film by the American Film Institute on their list of AFI's 100 Years, 100 Laughs poll in 2000, and was selected as the best comedy of all time in the poll of 253 critics from 52 countries conducted by the Beat. BC in 2017. <laughs> in 20, uh, 2005, the British Film Institute included this film on a list of its 50 films you should see by the age of 14, so I guess I was the only one in the room that saw it by the age of 14. Hey, listen, you. I mean, culture. <laughs> uh, Billy Wilder wrote the script for the film with writer I.A.L. Diamond. The plot is based on the screenplay by Robert uh, Theorin and Michael Logan from the 1935 French film Fanfare of Love. Huh. He bought the rights to the script, and Wilder worked with this to produce a new story. Some Like It Heart is partly Some Like It Hot is partly a remake of Fanfare of Love, as both films follow the story of two musicians in search of work. But Wilder created the gangster subplot, which keeps the musicians on the run. An unsold television pilot was filmed by Mirish Productions in 1961, featuring Vic Damone and Tina Louise. I don't know who they are, but they sound important. As a favor to the production company, Jack Lemmon and Tony Curtis, stars of this hey. film, agreed to film cameo appearances, returning as their original characters, Daphne and Josephine, at the beginning of the pilot. Their appearance sees them at a hospital where Jerry Lemon is being treated for his impacted back tooth and Joe Curtis is the same O-type love. All will make sense after we watch the film. <laughs> 1972, a musical play based on the screenplay of the film entitled Sugar opened on Broadway starring Elaine Joyce, Robert Morse, Tony Roberts, and Cyril Richard with book by Peter Stone, lyrics by Bob Merrill, and all new music by Jewel Stein. A 1991 stage production of the show in London featured Tommy Steele and retained the film's title. Tony Curtis, then in his late 70s, performed in a 2002 stage production of the film. Wow. This time cast as Osgood Fielding III, the character originally played by Joey Brown. So a different character, but brought back for the stage. On January 5th, 2019, this is included because I thought that this would uh, come up in my own, you know, thoughts. Mark Shaman and Scott Whitman in an interview for Graham Norton on BBC Radio 2 confirmed a new updated version is being written with themselves writing the music. This version is aimed for Broadway release in 2020. So who knows where that can go, but maybe soon we'll see this in the pop culture zeitgeist hmm. going in. So before we get into this film... Any initial thoughts? What have you heard about this? Are this, you aware of what's going on? This or? will be a first viewing for me. I thank God, culture. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Uh, I'm very excited. I'm I'm glad to be cultured as well. This is uh, what I was hoping the podcast would be about. <laughs> wow, yeah. way to take the words out of my mouth. <laughs> but um, as then we, I came along. <laughs> when, no, I'm no. grateful well, for I mean, everything we've watched. Transformers gets pretty cultured, Mark. I mean, when I when I when it's I, our I, biggest hit. I remember so. bringing in like. Um, what, what what was it? Royal Tenenbaums. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. oh, like uh, people will like this. John will like this. And then it's like, hmm, he's bringing the Dark Crystal or, or the the, um, the the Labyrinth. Yeah. I'll bring in Transformers to the movies. <laughs> so we we go the highs and the lows. Yeah, I like the breadth yeah. of uh, stuff that we go through yeah, here. Yeah, highbrow and lowbrow. You never exactly. know what's coming. It's for everybody. We uh, you, people have to acknowledge that movies of all different kinds exist. <laughs> yeah, that's true. 
So I, yeah, I, I've heard this uh, is one of the greatest comedies of all time. Yeah. I'm looking forward to being disappointed. <laughs> oh man, man! I just mean nothing could live up to the hype, but we'll see. I look forward nothing to uh, be, trying. It nothing out. could be better than Tropic Thunder. Yeah. <laughs> well, with that, yeah. I'll play us out with a song, shall we? And join in if you know. I wanna be loved by you, just you, nobody else but you. you. I wanna be loved by, by you. Welcome back to Nightcaps at the Theater. What did we just watch? <laughs> uh, some like it Hoth. 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 That's, that's one of the Whoa. many uh, puns. I, that's a Star Wars parody. I yeah. think uh, this podcast smelled better on the outside. <laughs> oh, <God> damn it. <laughs> it wasn't time. Boy, I've seen an empty chair over there. I wish Dan was here right oh, now. Soon. But soon I thank you, Matt, for making that. Yeah. So any initial thoughts? Did we like the film or... Something the first virgins. I, I thought it was yeah. a fine movie. Yeah, it is a fine movie. It's a fine movie. <laughs> I liked it. I'm uh maybe I could understand how it became such a classic, but mm. you know, sixty years later in this day and age, it's good. Alright. It has cultural value, I could sense that, but um I I mean I like the madcap nature of it. It was just a little, you know, flimsy overall, maybe. Yeah, I, I almost second those sentiments. Uh, I do appreciate the choice concerning this, like, this is, like, Pride Month, and there's a lot of, like, themes of, you know, like, trans and, like, not, like... Homosexuality. Sa- yeah, like, sa- uh, same-sex um, uh, relationships here, so... Uh, that I can get around, especially like like at pretty much the last scene of this movie. Yeah. So which yeah. we will get to. It destroyed the Haze Code. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it did. Many <laughs> critics sorts this as destroying the Haze Code. But That's in, ter- cool. in terms of some of the characters in this movie, especially our leads, I do have issues. <sighs> okay, well, we'll talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Um. So some of you might be asking what we were drinking while we were drinking Manhattan's. Do you got some vermouth? <laughs> do you got some bourbon? We can make Manhattan's. I, I got maraschino cherry sandy. Well, want some salami? Come on. <laughs> yeah, Those girls were I got salty out. crackers. Shut the hell up and <laughs> right. eat this. Why is Sweets 2 still sleeping? Cheese and biscuits. I, I was... Uh, we'll get to it. But yes, like, we'll get to it. Uh, but yeah, I, 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 it was the first time I had one. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I liked it. Yeah. I was. I thought I was drinking like spiked iced tea at first, but like that also had to do with like the, uh, the additional flavors. The bitters. Involved. Yeah. Yeah. And that had to do with the, what, the lime you said? Lime, cherry. Yeah. And yeah. the, uh, what was the other one? The vermouth. Vermouth. Yeah. There we go. Very well done. Yeah. It mm-hmm. tastes just like Manhattan. I wonder if you trust me, a Manhattan it was drinker. Quite smooth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sweet and smooth. I oh, mean, yeah. I had like 10 today, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a miracle that I'm still standing. Well, let's get into the movie, shall we? <laughs> You're not standing. We don't record this podcast standing. Shh. Too many trade secrets. <laughs> um, it's 1929, February in Chicago, at the height of Prohibition. 
And there is a funny play of taboos with this movie being a 1959 film taking place in the 1929, you know, social structure, all the mores, you know, the societal rules that would be in fact. It's like a modern, nice 1929, more modern. Mm -hmm. Um, The film was produced without approval from the uh, Motion Picture Production Code because it plays with the idea of homosexuality and features cross-dressing. The code had been gradually weakening in its scope during the early 1950s and due to greater social tolerance for previously taboo topics in film, but it was still officially enforced until the mid-1960s. The overwhelming Hmm. success of Some Like It Hot is considered one of the final nails in the coffin for the Hayes Code, though sometimes um, the film is said to have been condemned by the Roman Catholic Church's Legion of Decency. That body gave the film its less critical rating as morally objectionable. As opposed to, do you know what, like, the highest... <laughs> Jesus loves it. Two thumbs up. <laughs> Buddy Christ, A. Uh, Doesn't it just pop? Yes. <laughs> uh, we're in 1929, and a hearse is being pursued by police. Turns out that to be uh, some... Yeah. Can I just say something about yeah. this opening? Yeah. Um, I, I, I was getting very, like, Dick Van Dyke-esque, like, uh, vibes out of... Just the music I was yeah, getting. Because well, it was, like, very, like... Like, if you ever watch an episode, like, yeah, it's like... Bum, it's bum, 1920. Bum, bum. Do you like jazz, Mark? <laughs> <laughs> you like jazz, Evan? Yeah. I did really like this intro sequence, actually. I thought yeah. it was a great, uh, especially way of introducing once they have the Chicago 1929 title card. It's like, okay, yeah. I, I get where this and is speaking going. speaking of, we had another title card, the MGM Lion, that Mark said, is that an owl? Oh, God. <laughs> I, I, I hate you It's all. a lion. Well, to be fair. First I of all, lion. Hold, it's a lion. hold the phone, everybody, because <laughs> it doesn't start out with, like, the full lion. Exactly. It's Zoom. <laughs> Out. What if you would just wait I, a second? At an eye with some fur around it, and, and how the fur was depicted, I was like, "Oh, this looks like an owl." I was like, "What's an owl doing here?" And then I was like, "Oh, fuck me! Oh, I hate you." Oh, that's okay. So the hearse is being pursued by police. Turns out to be some gangsters with a coffin full of whiskey hooch. Classic old Hollywood stunt driving that has more action than the modern day Godzilla did. So, oh yeah, I, I rubbed down here. It was like this is a short chase sequence, but there was so much. I got out of it. That was fun. Yeah. Also, like, like, <laughs> like a chase sequence. Decent, um, decent action in yeah. here. I, I could have sworn like we were watching Kingsman: The Secret Service because <sighs> they break out these shotguns on the top of the roof. I was like, oh, what, what's going on here? Like, this is not what I expected. I was like, eh, well, they're not shotguns. They're Tommy rifles. And like, and how the guns were like immediately like going off. I, I, I was like, someone's getting one in the face right now. But uh, I, but no, but it, was, lives. but it was pretty cool. I liked it. But the whiskey. R.I.P. Yeah, (laughs) press F. Uh, The mobsters arrive at classic Italian family, the mozzarella funeral parlor, (laughs) which totally is an affront, while police prepare for a raid outside. Toothpick Charlie rats on noted gangster Spats Colombo to Treasury Agent Mulligan. Tell him you're one of the pallbearers. Goodbye, Charlie, (laughs) is one of the quotes, and you know. It's always like goodbye Charlie, goodbye Charlie, and then later goodbye Charlie. Yeah. There's well, a lot of wittiness in this film. Well, I got I got his name wrong at first, which kind of I guess goes um, tongue in cheek with his actual name. Yeah. I thought it was two bit Charlie. I thought it was good luck Charlie. <laughs> uh, so yeah, ch- or cheer up Charlie. Cheer up Charlie. Willy Wonka. I, I thought when you said toothpick Charlie that it was uh, you were just making a joke. No, that's his name. Toothpick yeah. Charlie. Was it because he? Had, but it was a he cigarette. He had a toothpick. I thought it was a cigarette in no, his mouth. You thought wrong. Okay. Well, like, like uh, well, I just thought you know, like two bit, where it's like, oh yeah, he's he's two. 
two bit. He's like he's two faced. Yeah. Like he like he'll go against the mob if he wants. Yeah. So it turns out this joint is a speakeasy serving only coffee. However, this coffee is highly liquorized <laughs> and spilt coffee on spats shoot spats spats by um I want another cup of coffee drunk <laughs> bystander number one. <laughs> And spats wears spats. And I had to teach them what spats were. This is one character trait. Yep. We meet Joe, Tony Curtis, and Jerry Jack Lemon, our hired musicians. Jazz, saxophone, and double bass, respectively, going from job to job, paycheck to paycheck. Tony Curtis was spotted by Billy Wilder while he was making the film Houdini in 1953, as he thought Curtis would be perfect for the role of Joe. I was sure that Tony was right for it, explained Wilder, because he was quite handsome. And when he tells Marilyn that he is one of the Shell Oil family, she has to be able to well believe it. Uh, Wilder's first idea for Marilyn, um, oh sorry, for the role of Jerry was Frank Sinatra, but Hmm. he never came to the audition, because Frank Sinatra was a notable douchebag. Oh, Oh yeah. Especially in his film career. As you all know. Um, uh, Jerry Lewis and Danny Kaye were also considered for the role of Jerry. Hmm. Finally, Wilder saw Jack Lemmon in the comedy Operation Madball and selected him for the role of Jerry. Billy Wilder and Jack Lemmon made numerous films together until 1981, among them The Apartment and several films with Walter Matthau. And there's amazing chemistry from both of our leads in this film. It's like they've been buddies their entire life. Mm -hmm. I mean, get that. Uh, Joe is gambling on the dog track, risking everything. Like, I got one more coming in. We're going to bet everything on it. And Jerry's like, no, I'm more of the pragmatist. And he sees the agent uh, put on his official pin and realizes that this funeral parlor is about to get raided. Mm -hmm. We need to get out of here. And I put down, I want another cup of coffee. Spatz gets almost arrested, but he doesn't because he's drinking buttermilk. Yeah. (laughs) And with his like his um, special lackeys. special needs uh, oh, assistant, I don't. I mean, yeah. I, I know I, that's it was a that, different time. That's he's too far, slow. but yes, yes, he's just like yeah, hey, you're close. You're close there, but like yeah, like because because uh, that shows towards the end of the movie. Towards yeah. like, like oh come on, yeah. Uh, Joe and Jerry escape from this raid by taking the backfire escape, and they go, you know, we're gonna gamble and I'm gonna win and then we get a transition to cold Chicago winter and they sold their overcoats and lost all the money in the dog race um, a musical agency job search Joe has jilted Nellie Forbrush who is um, the receptionist for Polyakov one of their bosses looking for musical gigs and he's trying to butter up for jobs and it turns out that they are looking for a bass and a sax for three weeks in Florida full expensive paid um, but the two don't have the right parts. <laughs> we learn through a series of, you know, circumstance that... Hijinks. Yeah, they're not <laughs> right down there for the role. <laughs> they need to be girls. <laughs> you need to be blonde. We can fix it. <laughs> yeah. You want to be a star, don't you? Yeah, you got to be a girl. And Sweet Sue and Beanstalk, who lead this uh, female... Beanstalk. Yes, uh, this female band are at their wit's end. There's a Valentino reference, like, oh, one of the girls slit her wrists after she learned that Valentino committed suicide. So we get a nice time placement. And I was getting very, like, Catherine O'Hara vibes out of her, which I I, I thought she was pretty cool. I liked her. Yeah. (laughs) Sure, funny. Nellie's pretty dope. Uh, Jerry poses the idea that they could do it. But um, immediately, Joe shoots them down like, you're crazy. We're not going to do that. And they go to borrow Nellie's car to make to another gig that's 100 miles away. But it's 12 bucks, so maybe they can get one of the overcoats out of Hawk. And they arrive at none other than Toothpick Charlie's garage. So the garage that he runs as a French. They're playing cards in the back, all these mobsters. And they walk in, and they're threatened immediately with guns. (laughs) And they go, oh, they're just a couple of wise guys. (laughs) Let them get the car and go, huh? 
And they try to fill up the car with gasoline and who should come in a dramatic entrance, but none of them been spats. In broad daylight, this hey, happens. It's supposed too. to be a parody of the St. Valentine's Day Massacre, which also happened in broad daylight. So. I'm not familiar with that. Have you seen The Godfather? Oh. <laughs> that, that, that's what it's based well, on? The Godfather shootout is also based on the St. Valentine's oh, like, Day I, Massacre. I, I did do my history. Yeah, and you didn't wonder if there were boats in this movie either. <laughs> we'll, we'll get to that. I, yeah, do have inf- right. I do have information. All right. Joe and Jerry are about to be killed before Charlie, Toothpick Charlie, gives a final distraction, trying to call 911, I guess. I don't know yeah. how that would have worked it didn't out. didn't work, though. The cops came immediately anyway, so I don't think it paid off in the long run. <laughs> and the pair book it with Spats vowing to finish the job, eventually. Uh, the pair dress up as women and join Sweet Sue at the railroad station. And we get some hijinks with, you know, them walking in hills. Like, how do women uh, walk in these things? We got this great line that I wrote down here. Like, we got to shave our legs. Yes. Uh, so I just, oh, that was pretty funny. Yeah, well, are we going to shave our face? No, we're going to shave our legs. Yeah. What? You're crazy. up to that point, there was no context, like, as to what their big plan was. Yeah. The studio hired female impersonator Barbette to coach Lemon and Curtis on gender illusion for the film. Monroe worked for some interesting tips since she pops up in a second. 10% of the gross in excess of 4 million. So that's a lot of money. And Curtis for 5% of the gross over 2 million. And Wilder for 17.5% of the first million after break even and 20% thereafter. So these people got rich off this movie, just yeah, so you did. know. Yeah. And we meet Josephine and Daphne, originally Josephine and Geraldine. But, yeah. you know. Jerry changes his name to Daphne. Mm-hmm. And the film was filmed in black and white, according to Wilder, because Tony and Jack look so monstrous in their makeup that it would not have flown in color. Do, do we have any evidence of this? Yeah, there's some colored pictures online, and it's looking rough. Yeah, oh, that's yeah. awesome. Like, their faces aren't that beat. Which I was going to say, was like, they look pretty attractive here, so I you know, I guess I'll, I guess I'll take their word for it then. Thank goodness you had some Manhattans. I can't believe they change around the whole, like language, visual language of yeah. the movie just yeah. because of that one fact. I think that. it works well. He's a fine director. And I mean, exactly we, what we've all seen white chicks. <laughs> yeah. That's just can't scary. Be, Come on, Terry Crews. You're attracted to that. <laughs> uh, so, wah, 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 Miss Monroe enters the film as Sugar. Any initial thoughts on Sugar? What do we think of her? Speak now. Hey, I mean, she's smart. She, I <laughs> She's naive. Oh, that's that's so funny, man. <laughs> <laughs> naive to what degree, though? Well, speak your voice now. It's the podcast I mean, we talk on. We only get like a visual image of her at this yeah, point. Yeah, but you were making side comments about Miss Monroe. Well, of the course, whole time. and and you know what? Like th- this speaks more to the uh, My Weekend with Marilyn movie because this so so uh, uh, My Weekend with Marilyn uh, that takes place over the uh, her filming the the Prince and the Showgirl. Yeah. And um, I've actually seen some of this movie and just like the frustration that goes because she can't act. <laughs> and uh, well, <laughs> she, pills and booze will do that. She can. Well. She she's very good at playing herself. I'll say that. Yeah. And uh, but yeah, you know, she does a good job of what she has to do here. I but would imagine. But she was always typecast into these dumb blonde roles too. So well, I wonder why. But John. she was actually really smart. She changed her identity, left her life, got a show in Hollywood. You know. 
finagle the present or two. You know? <laughs> I mean, you got you to do what you got to do. Yeah, so. Real social ladder climber there. That takes it, some intelligence. Doesn't get more top than that. I mean, it's awful what happened to her and everything like that. The government did kill her. <laughs> I, I, I'm in full support Mark of this. Said it. <laughs> no, it was the guy on his deathbed yeah. that, that worked for the FBI. Mm. Look this up. This happened. Um, according to Billy Wilder and I a l diamond uh they didn't, ASL. <laughs> not ASL diamond, <laughs> uh, didn't expect they didn't expect such a big star as marilyn monroe to take the part in sugar in fact wilder said mitzi gainer who we originally had in mind um the world uh the word came that marilyn wanted the part and then it had to be marilyn there was no other way once she wanted it you know it was a big enough draw Fits wilder and monroe had already made the film the seven year itch together in 1955 which is another great movie oh yeah Monroe. yeah and some lines that I like are, look how she moves, like Jello on Springs. Yeah, I wrote that down. Yeah, there. I think they're a whole nother sex. I guess I, I, I really do like Jack Lemon in this role. I yeah. think I, th- I, I, I wrote down here, he's just horny as hell. <laughs> but I do like his sort of like pseudo not character change he does at the at the end he's here. He's spacey. Yeah. <laughs> spacey. Not Kevin Spacey, oh, but just spacey. Okay, I yeah, see. He's out there. Yeah, that millionaire is Kevin Spacey. Uh, but uh, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll go into their characters, I guess, a little once we uh, dwell yeah. deeper. I guess. Yeah. So they board the train as woman and join the girl band, and we get the train sequence, which is which is my personal bang, favorite. Bang 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 with the trolley, yeah. <laughs> ding 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 with the bell. Yeah, um, it's my personal fave. I love this sequence in the movie. It's very Marx Brothers esque. I'm I, loving it. I do like it because it's like their first interaction with all the other women, I guess, in the train and how they're going to be <laughs> dealing with that. Yeah. So it's cute. I like it. Mm-hmm. Uh. You tore off one of my chests, Joe. <laughs> and they see Sugar just drinking in the bathroom, to which Mark replied, Marilyn, you're on set. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they can't she, do that. She didn't know the cameras were on. <laughs> and Sugar explains, you know, I always get the downs, I always get the fuzzy end of the lollipop, never the good end, right? <laughs> and we get this running wild number. I didn't expect a musical out of this, but there is three musical numbers, I believe. Four musical numbers. Wait, there's one here with lyrics? Yeah, running wild, running wild. I don't Lost control. Why? When she drops her hooch. Why the ukulele? Because oh, when you can't, the original hipster, you can't hear it at all. She's also the singer, though. <laughs> the vocals. Yeah. What, which doesn't make even more sense to me because, like, they threaten to throw her off, or it's like this is the last right. job. It's like, so who's gonna fill the singing void here? I'm sure. Marilyn. I'm sure Sweet Sue has some pipes. She's been wanting to. <laughs> <laughs> or, or Dolores with her horse mouth. Oh my god. Leave Dolores alone. Hey, I got, I got this slimy over here. <laughs> Did you ever hear the joke about the one-legged jockey and the, <laughs> the tuba player? Well, I don't know about that, Rocky. <laughs> Clarabelle Cow up in here. No, I like her. Leave her alone. Uh, anyways, during the wild, running wild number, Sugar drops a flask and Jerry slash Daphne covers for her, creating initial, like, are these two going to get romantic? You never know. And then we get the night train sequence where everyone's asleep. Uh, Jerry is flirting with every girl and Joe locks Jerry in just to make sure that the ruse stays where it is. Because, you know, in old-fashioned trains they had buttons on the curtains so you couldn't leave without, you know, that'd be dangerous, but it was the 20s. It was a different <laughs> time. And Sugar sneaks out to visit Jerry to thank Daphne and Sweet Sue is snooping. Resulting in very close intimacy between the two. Yeah, towing the line between Jerry, almost revealing that he is a man. Uh, (laughs) They purloin some whiskey from a sleeping Joe, and all the girls start joining in, bringing vermouth, 
cheese and crackers, cups, ice, and I guess, salami. Uh, yeah, I salami. <laughs> uh, but apparently, they, their managers are. Are they supposed to be a manager? Like uh, Beanstalk's uh, the manager. Sweet Sue is kind of just like the the matriarch. And somehow they're just numb to all this. Uh, <laughs> well, brouhaha. Sweet Sue did have an ulcer and was suspicious of the the girl boys. Uh, but I believe she had a sleeping spoil. And Beanstalk is oblivious, oblivious to everything. So that yeah. kind of fits his character. That's true. I, I guess. but It's, it's like, a comedy, Mark. Why are you overthinking? How, we watch Transformers on this podcast. <laughs> yeah, but that's... And a, this is the thing? <laughs> yeah, but that's a masterpiece. Oh, God. <laughs> and all, how, do, how do all these women fit inside this one it's bunk? comedy. Oh, yeah. I was impressed by the set design. There. Yeah. It's like a clown car. Yeah, it's supposed to be. <laughs> that's pretty good. Oh. But they wake up Joe. Yeah, I they guess. wake up Joe, and he winds up getting ice with Sugar, and Sugar reveals that she always falls for the tenor saxophone player. Uh, she's been used and abused, and she wants to find a millionaire. Joe learns all of Sugar's wants, and Sugar replies, I'm not the brightest. Daphne accidentally pulls the emergency brakes after the girl gets the girls get too handsy with her, right? Like, they oh, drop, she's they, tickling! They drop <laughs> ice down his shirt yeah. or... Yeah. Uh, so it's yeah. like, yep, immediate reset. Yeah. It's like, what the fuck's going on? Get to bed! Yes, it's so- four in the morning! Beanstalk! Uh, Which I like. I, I like I, I, that's another thing I like about her character. I like where it's like, you know, she always has to like scream his name, especially <laughs> when it comes up towards the end of the movie, that's too. That's her trope. That's I, what she does. I like it. I like this character. She's one of my favorites in this movie. So we immediately transition to Miami, Florida. Woo! The film was made in California during the summer and autumn of 1958, a year before, you know, the film was made. Mm -hmm. Uh, Many scenes were shot at the Hotel de Coronado in San Diego, which appeared as the Seminole Ritz Hotel in Miami in the film, as Mm -hmm. it fit the era of the 1920s and was near Hollywood. Uh, So everyone arrives in Miami with all the snowbirds, in particular Osgood Fielding III, who falls hard for Daphne. And we get the first of many elevator gags where Osgood is following Daphne into the elevator, like, oh, I'll carry your things. And they start to get a little handsy, and the elevator numbers go up, and then they go immediately down. Oh, do, we, yeah. do we know how old Oswald is? I think Osgood, 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 Oswald the Lucky Rabbit. I kept, no, that, that was my first note where it's like, oh, I miss, I misheard his name. I would say at least 60s. I think he's younger than that. Because he's carrying the I luggage, and, and, he, and he's moving. He's moving with like with energy, and he's yeah, talking about. He's his, also horned up. His mom oh, yeah. is his, so his mom is still add, alive, and the death well, that, that, that rate no, was obviously. I low. think being a comedy, his mom could be three hundred years old and be still alive, and everyone <laughs> would be fine with it. Living off of uh, unapproval because he's obviously the youngest of the bunch of this old cavalcade of men waiting for these women to walk into this hotel. Ugh. Yeah. Um, it is. I was repulsed, <laughs> especially if you just look at the amount of wrinkles on this man's face. I I, I thought he he's would, a famous actor. I could he's have sworn things. this this was like the the original form of uh, William H Macy. <laughs> <laughs> they, they look oddly similar. I, I I love William H Macy, but like, uh, and, and this guy's actually pretty fun too. But uh, mm. they they, they looked uh, oddly similar. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so it turns out that Joe stole all of Beanstalk's clothes in order to woo over Sugar in a male persona role. Uh, there's a flirt with the boy Porter. I didn't really like him. It's kind of handsy. Kind of oh. sassy mouth for that's a young the, boy. Uh, that's like the bellhop, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, not not the greatest of actors, I will say, too. He's I a young know. boy. I, yeah, I, I, yeah, but I think they could have picked someone a little bit more comical. You're very nitpicky with this movie. Hey, you know, I, you know I've, I've got my, my own... Mm. Mindset on they what, can't what all should be, you know, 
Master of Disguise. Mark. They can't, but we do get some Master of Disguise in this movie. Oh, yeah, yeah, plenty of that. They are the men we get some no, quick... But no Cherry Pie Man, unfortunately. <laughs> he wasn't in the show. Cherry Pie Man! Shoot him! <laughs> yeah, Headshots! Headshot! He won't die. He pops out of the cake in the end. It's Cherry Pie Man! Cherry Pie went Headshot. everywhere that day. Uh, so Daphne, Sugar, and the girls head off to the beach as Joe changes into Junior, heir of Shell Oil. Uh, Joe wins over Sugar by becoming her perfect man, glasses and all, and he's got this transcontinental slash Long Island accent that changes constantly throughout the movie, but it's good. It's I fun. really thought it was British at first. Well, that, that's uh, that's what transcontinental. Well, it, it was is. very like, oh, yeah. oh boy, what are you doing there? Well, I mean, but then it, like in his next few scenes, he is not British at all. Yeah. It was very like lifetimes of the rich and famous. Yeah, Robin Leach, you get jealous. But also like if you ever watch Wayne's World two, after uh, Garth loses his virginity, he comes out in his robe in the pipe. He's like, "Hello, darling. I hope I wasn't too much of an animal." Like, I, I, like literally, he sounds just like that. And my mind went right to that. Party on. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Uh, we get um, Some Like It Hot, the title drop, but I prefer classical music. And I went, oh, there's the title. They mentioned it there. It's the name for the movie. Yeah. Everybody Jerry. drink. <laughs> Jerry recognizes Joe and tries to head him off at the hotel with sugar. And we get my favorite quick change, or lack of quick change, where, you know. Ooh, cha-da-cha-cha. Josephine's in the tub, head up. And Sugar comes in like, oh, I met a millionaire. He's the head of Shell Oil. He's going to come tonight and, you know, take me away. She's like, that's great, sweet. Oh, you dumb bitch. <laughs> but that was, Joe, that was a good gag. Yeah, Joe gets out of the tub completely clothed. and then, I was not expecting How did that. he make it back so fast? It's a comedy mark. And we know he climbed the, the balcony it's like true. he did. He's 10, a climber. True, I forgot he's an acrobat. And he's a biker. <laughs> and why is he so mad at Jerry? Because he doesn't want him to blow the ruse but, now that he's trying to get into sugar. But they're both trying to get into sugar at this point. Well, not point. anymore. I think Jerry kind of, you know, is weaned off of that a little bit. Well, because he, he blew a shot. Yeah. He, he wasn't. He, he couldn't outsmart. I think he was done with the girls getting handsy. Maybe that kind of scared him. I guess. Because as soon as he gets to the hotel, he's like, we got to get out of here, right? When are we going to find a male band? And he's like, we're going to stay here. We got palm trees. We got this. We got that. Why would we leave, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, True. More of a pragmatist, Mark. Just saying. That's copyrighted. So Osgood calls and Joe manages to find out that Osgood's yacht will be available for that night. Mm. So Jerry slash Daphne is going to take Osgood out on, for a Cuban band romp and he's going to woo sugar instead on the yacht. So yeah. it all works out perfectly like a farcical play. This would be great for theater. This would be a good musical. I think, but I don't know. I think there could be more. I think. In my mind, there could be. I'm not. I'm. I'm not like saying how it's bad. I'm just saying there could be more. No, I'm hearing one thing. <laughs> Didn't they make a musical? Is that what you said? They made a play. They oh, called, okay. It's called yeah. Anything Goes. <laughs> uh, um, <laughs> I want to be loved by you. Is then played. We get a second musical. But know. I still got it, Eddie. <laughs> it's classic. <laughs> it's classic Marilyn. It's a good thing. <laughs> And then Joe does another marvelous quick change. He goes in one way as a woman and comes out the other way as a man with the earrings still on. Oh, yeah. And he manages to beat Sugar to the motorboat through bicycle and yeah. get Marilyn Monroe running just for like five minutes straight. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just, just run in place. Just run in place, Marilyn. Yeah. Osgood takes Jerry Cuban dancing. And isn't it amazing how 
uh, when they arrive at the yacht, and then she comments that how they get those big fish into those little glass jars. <laughs> oh, that was good. It's, she's supposed to be stupid. Oh, so she even it, says it's like, it's like Transformers when yeah. that big uh, guy turns into a little pistol. That's right. <laughs> when Megatron turns into a, a mini a, a mini con. All right, if so, Marilyn would have turned into a gun, you would have loved this movie. Right. So, so speaking of my uh, stupidity, yeah. Um, <laughs> all right, so. Um, motorboats. Um, <laughs> I had it. Hey, get out of my chest. <laughs> uh, anyway, so <laughs> I had an issue here. Yeah. So this movie takes place in ni- uh, 1929, uh-huh. which the movie was made in uh, 59. 59. Mm-hmm. I I did not think motorboats. Um, uh, existed. They had cars in the 1920. Why wouldn't they have boats? Cars and boats are two different. They both have motors. <laughs> well, here's the thing. Now, yeah, say it. <laughs> Apparently, the earliest boat that was propel propel petrol engine uh-huh. was tested in the Nectar River by. Gutlib uh, Dimmler and Wilhelm Maybach. In, so, two in, Germans. In 1886. Ooh. Wow, so, you know, they had a few years to perfect the technology then. God when they damn. tested their new long case clock engine. Yeah. Wow. Funny how that works out. <sighs> I'm, I'm sorry. Well, we all learned a little bit today. I guess. I didn't know it was uh, two German dudes. And I are both idiots. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I know. No, I didn't refute the motorboat thing. I don't I'm sorry. But uh, I will say, yeah. Ripley's Believe It or Not oh, true. was oh, mentioned boy. within this. And I was like, holy crap, I had no clue. Because we never was, paid um, the admission price for Ripley's <laughs> well, Believe It or Not. Ripley's yeah. Immortal? Yeah. I had no clue it was uh, around in 59, let, in lo- let alone 29. I'm still not sure if it was under that title I in 29. I think it might have been a magazine. Before that? I, yeah, it was like a publication, but I yeah. think it might have been called something else, like Strangely Believe It. Uh, <laughs> or not. <laughs> Mad Magazine. But uh, st- still, wow. I, I thought that was pretty interesting. Um, I really like this flirting scene between Marilyn and Tony, because we get some lines like, Water polo, isn't that incredibly dangerous? Yeah, I had two ponies drown under me. <laughs> so, uh, I don't that know. Good. I find this very manipulative. It's supposed to be. I know, but yeah. like. it It was a different time (laughs) i don't know i feel so uncomfortable because he's really like mooching off of her like like not only is is, like she's going for a ride she's going for a ride but she doesn't look so you know pent up about it and it's mutually beneficial yeah i don't know it's a symbiotic relationship it's i'm i'm uncomfortable well she also has given him a lot of drinks too yeah, give a lot of something else. She's complicit. <laughs> consent. <laughs> it's approved. It's consent by manipulation. It was a different time. We know. Well, you when know. they remake this with Melissa McCarthy and she's playing Sugar, <laughs> that'll be a different story <laughs> that we won't go see. You know, if somebody has the skill to manipulate in, uh, somebody else. Yeah, eh, maybe. I think that's intelligence. <laughs> there, there's yeah. such thing as charm, and there's such thing as lying. Well, everyone does a little lying. It's a comedy. <laughs> what do you gotta do? Tell the truth? Tell the truth! <laughs> um, uh, do, do, uh, water polo. Type O blug is a running gag. 
Yeah. So it's just yeah. mentioned that in the month of June is always mentioned. Like, oh, my birthday's in June. This is in June. I'm I didn't catch to, June. I, I I've seen this movie enough time to catch up on <laughs> both of them. But typo is a running gag between. The, I was everyone. expecting that's like payoff at the end, but yeah. it, it never really did. What kind of blood does he need? Typo, doctor. <laughs> yeah. Typo. Yeah. Uh, which is the universal typo. I, I think that typo is the universal. You mean the script? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, That's I, more of like an airplane kind of joke. <laughs> <laughs> or a wet hot American summer. True. Yeah. <laughs> typo is the universal donor, so I feel like that yeah. predicts well, I, the I'm I'm O positive. I'm A B, so I'm the universal receiver. I don't I can't know. Give. <laughs> yeah. I should I, take. I, I'm a pitcher. Yeah. But I, I felt like that explained um the character change, you know? Because you know, they eventually give everything they can away and they realize the error to their ways themes i don't know about Topics. that <laughs> yeah but that necklace wasn't his to give away yeah, but osgood wasn't gonna miss it anyway <laughs> are you sure yeah i'm pretty positive he seems like a really chill dude <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh yeah um I, uh, I ended up liking him a lot by the end oh yeah i same same here <laughs> yeah for someone who was like ew when they first saw him right yeah um, we were all like that i mean <laughs> i look <laughs> Billy Wilder spoke in 1959 about filming another movie with Monroe. He said, I have discussed this with my doctor and my psych- psychiatrists, and they tell me I'm too old and too rich to go through this again. But Wilder also admitted my Aunt Minnie would always be punctual and never hold up production, but who would pay to see my Aunt Minnie? He also stated that Monroe, Monroe, not Monroe, Monroe played her part wonderfully. Uh, next morning, both pairs return. And another line that I like is uh, the banter between Joe and Sugar, where it's like, I used to, where'd you learn how to uh, be such a good kisser? I used to sell kisses for the milk fund. Yeah. Yeah. And then how much do you owe the milk money now? $825,000. Let's make it an even million, shall we? They kiss a lot. It's yeah. passionate. It's cute. Uh, it's cute. Yeah. And Jerry admits that he's falling for Osgood since he proposed. And got a genuine diamond bracelet out of it. Which, you know, I kind of wish I got more out of this scene, I think. Yeah. Uh, yeah or like, like something, like some lines of dialogue that could have been a little bit more like, I could have accepted this a little bit more. I I, I dig it. I dig his kind of like, it's I like, I'm, a, I'm in love with this older gentleman, yeah. you know? But, and, uh, yeah, you just don't know like what to attribute it to. Yeah. Like, um, you know, he's in love with the bracelet because it's full of diamonds he's, he's in love with the idea of a vacation yeah you know but like uh, not so much like him i mean exactly. but, but he even says like oh, i'll never find another man who'll, who'll treat me as good or something like that <laughs> yeah it's it's a it's a good line I, but I, also he's like we'll get a divorce and then you know we'll sign oh yeah court and i'll get some payouts for the rest of my life so he's yeah. he's definitely giving this guy for a ride yeah i know? think there's a little bit of bull, you know <laughs> could be yeah if only there was a sequel Okay, so now we get to some of the darker parts of this movie. Uh, there were many problems with Marilyn Monroe on set. You oh. don't say! Uh, it was said she lacked concentration and suffered from an addiction to pills. Oh. She could not memorize many of her lines and required 47 takes to get the line, It's me, sugar. Oop. Correct. Instead, saying either, sugar, it's me, or it's sugar, me. <laughs> oh, I, that's what I uh, kind of felt that line was going to I, I like it's sugar me i think i even ad-libbed that when we were watching tony curtis and jack lemon made bets during filming on how many takes she would need to get it right three days were scheduled for shooting the scene with shell jr and sugar at the beach as monroe had many complicated lines but the scene was finished in only 20 minutes oh wow so 
Judgy judge. <laughs> well, plan for the worst. Yeah. Expect uh, uh, the worst. Well, what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't Scratch know. Scratch our heads at that. <laughs> yeah. That's uh, going to be a chord at the bottom of our write-up on this episode. <laughs> just call me Marilyn. <laughs> Monroe's acting coach, Paula Strasberg, or we think I, who I think is related to Lee Strasberg of the Strasberg acting Probably. company, and Monroe's husband, Arthur Miller, both tried to influence production which uh, Wilder and other crew members found annoying. Hmm. So, <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> and that's where the darkness ends. So some days she would get it right, and some days she would take 47 takes to take a three-word line. You never Ooh. know. It's acting. It's whatever <laughs> medication she was overdosing on. Booze and pills. <laughs> Nothing beats them. The winning combination. <laughs> Running wild. <laughs> Losing control. Come on, Marilyn. God. <laughs> um, so as luck would have it, being it's a comedy and a farce, at the same hotel, Spatz and his gang show up for the Friends of Italian Opera Convention. What? Which is in fact a major meeting of the National Crime Syndicate presided over by Little Bonaparte. Do you, do you like, announce that? You know, like, here here we are. The, the, the mob conference. Well, Friends of Italian Opera could mean anything. Might as well just say mob con. <laughs> mob con? <laughs> yeah. The original mob con. You could play in the ball pit for an extra $20. <laughs> yeah. You could have your uh, autograph and uh, photo taken with... Um, Little Bonaparte? Do yeah. Charlie? With, uh, with uh, Bonnie and Clive. Bonnie and Clive? Bonnie and Clyde? Clyde. Sorry. Clyde. <laughs> Sorry. I like Clive. The, the, the sleep deprivation is getting to me. Mm, we're almost there. Um, it turns out that little Bonaparte had a deep friendship with Toothpick Charlie because they used to same, sing in the same choir, you know. Oh. So they really care deeply about each other and he doesn't want to see spats around but anymore. This mm. is what annoys me. This Chicago cop, uh, fo- fo- him. follows spats all the way to Florida. He is way out of his jurisdiction. You've seen worse in your movies and television and novelizations. Are you sure? Yes. <laughs> And I wasn't sure what was going on at first with the cake too. I thought that might have been the cop in there with the <laughs> yeah. with yeah you know, with the automatic gun, and I was like, "Are cops allowed to do this?" <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, it was not. You're under it. arrest. <laughs> Some party. Uh, so Agent Mulligan, the cop, is also there. And Joe and Jerry find down and prepare to abandon ship before bailing. Joe offers uh, Osgood's engagement bracelet to Sugar. Breaking her heart and telling her that he loves her, but Junior's been engaged and this, he will never this, see her again. This was a sweet scene. It was a sweet yeah, scene. Yeah, I, I like this. And it was well prepped. It was planned ahead. But the bracelet and the flowers kick him across the top. Smooth plan, right? It was good. It was cute. Oh, it was cute? <laughs> yeah, that, that's it. It was cute. Um, <laughs> what? What do you want me to What else to say? I don't know. I was expecting more. Nah, it was cute. He that knew was he was breaking poor uh, uh, Sugar's Sugar. heart. <laughs> Uh, Spats and his gang see Joe and Jerry climbing down the hotel, which is kind of their, you know, their dramatic MO. exit. Yeah, that's what they do. Exit, <laughs> stage left. Heavens to Murgatroyd. <laughs> <laughs> and they recognize them as the ones they're looking for and try to kill them. That I don't know. Well, they recognize them through old-fashioned misogyny. They're well, like, no, Spats, rec- he's like, two, and the same what? instruments, look, and this one has holes. But they wouldn't have been what? tripped up if they hadn't been like, hey, dames, want to join us? And they're like, no, we're good. And they're like, wait like, a minute, oh. women who won't join us. <laughs> <Yeah, right. laughs> they must be guilty. Women who don't want 
alcohol and sex? Yeah. Wait a minute. Something ain't right about <laughs> Those this. Those ain't dames. <laughs> They're dudes. <laughs> uh, so Joe and Jerry wind up hiding under the banquet table for the Italian Opera's Lovers Convention. And who should sit right above them but Spats? Yeah. And his men are well, like, hold up a sec. Well, we have them like... Uh, uh, redisguise themselves as like a bellhop oh, yeah, right. and the, and the they, old man in the chair. They murder them. But for some reason they thought it was a good idea to keep the high heels on. It's a comedy! And it's this, a comedy! This is where the cherry pie man comes <laughs> in. Pie man. How did you know it was me? <laughs> uh, but I just, love <laughs> I love how you guys mentioned that it's like, oh, well Paul's looking for these guys. We're gonna have a nice dinner first. Yes, right. yeah. A nice empty pass. Well, I guess they got away. Yeah. Where's Time? the gabagool? Yeah. Where's the where's the pastrami? <laughs> Can't go killing folks on an empty stomach. That's not what my mama raised me. <laughs> and uh, little Bonaparte says to all settle down. A special birthday present for Spats, to which you guys thought that his hearing aid was a voice trap. It looked like a Walkman. They're the Italian mob, okay? So a, a lot of Italians, you know, you know, they would like to pretend that they know Italian when they're really just English idiots. True. <laughs> It's, well. a, it's very strange the way we went with this, you know. Either there's but no translate in the 1920s. So, so, so there's there's how no technology. How is the, how is their motorboat? No, <laughs> <laughs> so there's no motorboats, but there are translators. Oh, God. It's, it's a weird. I thought, he, I thought he was Lobot at first from Empire Strike. <laughs> that, uh, Lando's best friends with mm. the with the headset. There you go. Oh God. I was getting very Lobot vibes. I was like, Lobot's talking. Uh, they made some some good uh, visual gags with the hearing aid, though. Yeah. yeah. I, I do like this kind of thing that he's doing here where he's like, uh, so, you know, some people thought you were nuts. They thought, like, you were an idiot, but I like you guys. But, and then he keeps dragging this yeah. out. It, it's funny. It, yeah. it's, uh, you it's, like the monster humor, I can tell. And sure. it's a good, like, way of getting just from a meta aspect like the exposition now in the script um you get like this guy's beef with uh everything that happened just yeah. in this like pretty organic scene yeah out of nowhere you thought it's, they were gone but they're back again it's it's a little bit of a tone shift when death does uh, uh come into play here but uh yeah it's not too violent I and guess. how do they die who dies oh machine gun Machine Gun Kelly? That's right. In this movie? <laughs> Straight off of uh, Bird Box. Yeah. He's a jolly good fellow. <laughs> he came out of the Bird Box. <laughs> and then the commissioner comes in. What's going on here? He had a piece of cake that didn't agree with him. <laughs> My compliments to the chef, but you're all arrested. What? <laughs> oh, they would have killed this cop right no. on the spot. Like, I, I, it's true. There's no reason not to. It's not the departed. <laughs> no, there's no sting operation, I think, that's there, going on. Miami, just throw him in a river, throw him in the ocean. <laughs> That's right, throw him to the gators. <laughs> just that little boy one. Yeah. <laughs> There's another quick change between Joe and Jerry, and they're still running for the mob, who we find out are watching the sky, the railroad tracks, and the cars, but not the sea. <gasps> dun, dun. Someone didn't listen to Winston Churchill, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> We're gonna fight them in the air, on the land, and the... Um, Train track. Yes. <laughs> Not the ocean. Did I say land Wait, already? <laughs> land. Fix that in editing. <laughs> um, we learn that Sugar is through with love. And, you know, they're both trying to get out of the hotel. But Joe reveals himself to Sugar by kissing her dramatically. And, <gasps> and just changes her whole pr- perspective <laughs> on sexuality. Yeah. 
happens. I, this would have, if I was her, oh, I, I don't want to be. I, this would have fucked not? me. This would have fucked me up. I think. Yeah. Yeah. But she puts no. it together pretty quick. Would, I don't know. Made, that would have made things yeah. clear to me. I don't think that was entirely clear. To I think, think where it's like, whoa, my best girlfriend here and this rich millionaire are the same person. I don't think she would have picked that up that fast. And I think, considering how naive she is, I think you're giving the character a little bit. Less credit than she deserves. I don't know. I would have been like, ooh, best of both worlds. Yeah, I know, right? Let's go. (laughs) Baby. And uh, I have to give Tony Curtis props. He does trek up these stairs in high heels. Yeah. Yeah. I'm really impressed. Super fast. Are you sure there wasn't a stunt? It was him. We don't see his face. It was him? It was him. Okay. I I am impressed. I was there. Yeah. Yeah, On set. (laughs) You can believe me. Oh. Wait, wait, wait. Look around. You were in the cave. Wait, wait. wait. Turn the camera. No, wait. Rewind it. <laughs> John's in frame. <laughs> to the back and left. <laughs> <laughs> the magic bullet. Nice game, pretty boy. <laughs> uh, so everyone runs out to the dock to meet Osgood, who's going to uh, elope with Jerry slash Daphne. And it turns out that um, Sugar also stole a bike. <laughs> That girl stole the bike! And she's pedaling along. I'm gonna, and she's like, I'm gonna hit you so hard when you wake up, your clothes are gonna be out of style! Oh, man. But she's chosen not this uh, fuzzy end of the lollipop, but the sweet end. Not close along the face, but the squeezed out toothpaste. Not neither of those, but true love. True love! <laughs> she falls once again. I almost think she, she bet on the wrong horse here, I think. <laughs> I think. Well, I, will it last? No, absolutely We'll have not. to see in part two. Uh, he can't give her <laughs> what she wants no way but i and i, I try sometimes she just might find she gets what she needs yeah. and i and i do like this last bit between uh osgood and uh and jerry yeah and it's i think it's pretty good yeah which can you describe this oh sure bit? where it's like he's just like it's like well we're gonna get away well it's like i can't marry you like, like i can't fit in your mother's dress well, well we'll fix it up like oh like uh i'm not a natural blonde like i can forgive you and i can't have children and it's like well adopt oh. Well, I'm he's, a man. He's it's very like, understanding. Well, nobody's perfect. Yeah. Which I like. <laughs> the That's film's a great iconic line. closing line, da, Nobody's da, Perfect, da, 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 is ranked 78th on the Hollywood Reporter's list of Hollywood's 100 favorite movie lines. Hmm. But it was never supposed to be in the final cut. Diamond and Wilder put it in the script as a placeholder until they could come up with something better. But they never did. Yeah. You can't be perfection. Yeah. And thus we get a quote. That should be a best quote. (laughs) (sighs) Always one up in me in the end. (laughs) And thus the end to Some Like It Hot Occurs. We get a nice title card. Mm -hmm. What did you think of the movie? It's time for pizza ratings. Manja, manja, manja. Mozzarella. I'll go first. (laughs) Mozzarella's patented pizza ratings. I stick by it where I think it's a fine movie. I like fine in a sense where it's like, Oh yeah, you know, like you, you could watch this once. I do, I do think there's a lot, there's a lot, there's a lot of good lines in this movie that I, I do appreciate. I, I love Tony Kerr's and um, Jack Lemmon's uh, chemistry with each other and the their uh, <laughs> their relationship with the other characters in the film. They 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 have a lot of a lot of energy, a lot of charisma. Marilyn is a bit much for me but it plays into her character i suppose and uh you know i i can't really knock her too much for that i i I guess 
But uh, you know, I, you know, I, I'm indifferent. Knockers. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I hardly know her. <laughs> yeah. But uh, you know, I, 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 I think she's fine for what she has to do in this movie. So there's that. Um, and I think just it's a tad long. I think it's a tad long. I think it flies. Um, I mean, I don't know. Maybe it's just because of, yeah, like, if we would have watched on 1.5 speed, you would have been. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, I think you're just sleep deprived, big cat. They already did. <laughs> they already did 1.5 speed for some of the running scenes. <laughs> but, uh, been on three point speed. And I do appreciate the kind of risks they, they they do take when it comes to some of like the the like homosexual like kind mm-hmm. of uh, uh, overtones. Yeah, that they offer for this movie. So I I I, I dig that, and and I do appreciate the kind of like uh, especially for the time being. Uh, the uh, black and white uh, aesthetic, even if it was more for sake to make uh, Lemon and uh, Curtis uh, more beautiful, but uh, I think I think I think it's actually pretty good. I think it lends more to the movie, and uh, there, yeah, and there's some uh, memorable characters outside the main cast as well, uh, which I, I I do like. So uh, uh, I give it a six out of eight. Six out of eight pizza slices, just as I predicted. <laughs> mm-hmm. Wow, I think I'm. Pretty much in the same ballpark. I I liked watching this movie. I'm glad I got to experience it. Um, I'm not entirely sure that it flew by, but for the most part, it it zipped along. Um, when uh, Mark was asking towards the end, how much longer is this? Five minutes, I, Mark. I, I was like, I was I, I, I was I'm, asking myself I the had, same question. I'm sorry, I had to. You couldn't wait five more <laughs> minutes. <laughs> Uh, but I mean, like the endings we got, I think were pretty, uh, were very well handled. I like some of the the payoffs and the lines that we got by the end, and I really appreciate how they fit in like some gangster and mob uh, action <laughs> into this like madcap farcical uh, rom but, but romance comedy. <laughs> Which one? Oh, match. <laughs> uh, um, if you haven't experienced. Um, what is it, Map M- Madcap Marchness? Madcap Marchness, <laughs> yeah. please, please do. Themes, do you? Well, and uh, well, let's see. I, I can't remember if there's anything more I wanted to address. Perhaps not. Oh, I'll, I'll bump it up uh, a little bit. Can you give me a bump uh, <laughs> because of the various, or not various, because of the multiple mentions of Vassar. So shout out to uh, all my Vassar grads mm-hmm. and. Uh, Vassar dropouts as well. I'm gonna give it a 6.2 with extra mozzarella oh. out of eight. Uh, it's pronounced mozzarella. <laughs> mozzarella. <laughs> I'm gonna give this film eight out of eight pizza slices. Wow. It's one of my faves. I love it. I think it flies by. I think it's a madcap comedy that I didn't choose for madcap marchness because it fits into this category too. It does. Um, I think the acting is superb. I think we give Marilyn too much shit in her life she had a rough time <laughs> she did I, I will say that if you were addicted to booze and pills maybe you'd feel the same hey, if she wants to write in and disagree <laughs> yeah. we'll, we'll, and, we'll read them and the FBI did kill her <laughs> just saying no I'm, hey, hey. <laughs> and then they uh, uh, I was gonna try to say they flew her to the moon I was trying to say <laughs> they, so they, they faked the moon, the moon. They fake the moon landing. They faked her death. That doesn't make sense. No, it doesn't. But uh, I think the chemistry between Curtis and Lemon is flawless in this film. I think Wilder is one of the greatest directors. I don't know. Period. Yeah. Period. (laughs) (laughs) Um, He's done many movies. And I've enjoyed them all. And 
I'm certain we'll watch a few more on this podcast. Maybe a few more that you'll be more familiar with. I hope so. At 1.5 speed. (laughs) So we'll get through it on time. Well, I'll be on 1.5 speed. (laughs) We'll do a a bump before. And we'll be just fine. (laughs) Uh, Just like Marilyn. All right. Well, with that, we have to say goodnight. But before we go, where can our audience reach you? Fine, fellas. Uh, you can reach me over on Twitter at Men Who Wears Hats or over on Instagram at MZBroJr. Or you can follow my video game podcast, Inside the Gamer Stronghold, and uh, the, which I uh, we'll probably have a new episode up by then. But if uh, if not, you can also uh, look at our uh, episodes with me, John, and Matt. Uh, John, Matt, and I. Yeah, sure. Okay. <laughs> uh, well, like as we, as we just no better. no actually no because it's the uh, object of a preposition. Ah. Yeah. And uh, thank you. <laughs> uh, I know where you live, Matt. Just so you know. Do you? You went to Irvington one time to find me. <laughs> Shit, he's on to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we just discussed uh, E3 and uh, all the press conferences that went on. And uh, yeah, you can follow that over on uh, Podbean, uh, SoundCloud, Google Play, and iTunes. Yeah, you can find me, Jonathan Gwikowski, at Losing My Mind JK on Instagram, Drink and Read JK on Twitter. You can follow my other Studio Ghibli slash anime podcast, Anime Was Not a Mistake. By the time this episode's up, we'll probably have an episode on the Red Turtle, maybe Mary and the Witch's Flower, heading into our annual, the first and last annual Goro Awards. Who will win? Cast your votes now. Mine's on Totoro and a raccoon. I don't know. Hmm. You could find me, uh, or more accurately, my alter ego, Matea, in the <laughs> in drag in the arms of a wealthy millionaire on his motorboat on the way. Where were they going at the end of that? Havana? Yeah. Wherever God <laughs> nah, takes nah, them. Nah, nah, nah. <laughs> Wherever they were going, they were Havana. Good time. <laughs> you go. F- oh, Lord. But I'm. Um, <laughs> 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 uh, yeah, yeah. Find me there. All right. Well, if there's any uh, daddies out there. <laughs> oh, I, yeah, that's right. This movie yeah. invented the phrase daddies. It did. Yeah. <laughs> Forgot to mention that. There you go. Sweet Sue for all you daddies out there. Have a wonderful <laughs> night. But before we go, someone needs to give us a hint. Oh, boy. Well, this is Blockbuster slash Summer... What are we... Lovin'. Summer Lovin' Lovin slash Summer Blockbuster. Summer Blockbuster. I'll figure out. (laughs) Whatever else you want to Whatever the name says. (laughs) Uh, So, you know what? We haven't done a certain... actor yet on this uh, on this podcast oh God, no. so i feel like i should give a, a vague but very big hint here and it's, it can only be described in two words arnold schwarzenegger <laughs> oh. stay tuned audience okay all right okay <laughs> You bunch of movie-loving booze hounds, it's last call. You heard me last call. What do you mean? Who do you think you are? It's me, Jonathan Kwiatkowski, your resident nightcaps at the theater co-host, bartender, movie podcast curator, and pretentious cinema snob. Nightcaps at the theater, yeah, that's right. Oh, you heard of it. 
Well then, friend, let me top you off. It's thanks to people like you that this little show of ours can make it into the final reel week to week. How else could Mark fund his Funko Pop addiction? Or Mac create a new internet handle every episode to avoid the FBI? We can't thank you lovelies enough, but why not keep the party going? Do you want to have a conversation on campy cult classics, question foreign flicks, or massacre movie monstrosities? Then look no further. Reach out to us on social media. You can follow our humble little podcast on Facebook and Instagram at Nightcap Cinema. And if you aren't listening to us on iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher, Pocket Cast, whatever, and rating, reviewing, and for goodness sake, subscribing, well then, we might have to tell Aunt Ida to put some cha-cha heels on to kick your ass. I think I talked your ear off enough, though. But put that wall away. This last nightcap is on us.